Hi, everybody. This is Pete Worrell from Bigelow, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of the Positive Enterprise Value Podcast. Ever notice that some private enterprises successfully transition through evolutions and revolutions in leadership, management, even ownership? Some end up with terrific new majority owners, the entrepreneur-owner managers moving gracefully into the next interesting and rewarding chapter of their lives, surrounded by friends, their positive legacy assured, and their independence powered by the fortune they've just realized, while others, well, others' outcomes can look more like a train wreck. Is it merely luck, or is it more than luck? At Bigelow, we think it's more than luck. We can learn from the experiences of our peers. So in this series of podcasts, I interview seasoned, successful entrepreneur owner managers who are high performers, maybe even peak performers in their niche domains. We look for patterns of connectedness across those domains and we publish these candid, one-on-one, unedited interviews with some of the most high-performing entrepreneurs from both the for-profit and not-for-profit sectors to learn from their experiences. So. As a private business owner, let me ask you, what's your best way of learning? Do you have to make every mistake or failure on your own as if you were the first one to ever encounter that challenge? Or can you learn from the experiences of others? Because if you can, that is a superpower which exponentially multiplies your learning, your achievement, and your positive legacy. Here, we hear the real life stories of other entrepreneurs, which helps us to look in the mirror and see a little of ourselves in there. Let's listen and learn. In the next few sections of the Positive Enterprise Value podcast, we're going to try a little experiment. I'm going to do a handful of very short, rapid-fire interviews with entrepreneur owner-managers about quarantine learnings. Why do this? Well, in the domains we work in, that is, in the entrepreneur economy, positive psychology, and behavioral finance. The future can't be predicted, right? It's not knowable, unlike, say, physics or astronomy, for instance. No one living has ever experienced a viral epidemic or a fear epidemic like the past 120 days. Each of us has had to modify our lives and the businesses we own really quickly in the past 120 days. I've been inspired and exhilarated by entrepreneur-owner-managers' grit and positive energy, in fact, their character, using this quarantine predicament to rethink or accelerate positive change in their approach to the marketplace and to enterprise value and positive legacy. Today, our quarantine questions rapid fire interview is with Jim Lampman. Jim is the founder and chairman of Lake Champlain Chocolates, a designer manufacturer, and marketer of gourmet specialty chocolates based in Burlington, Vermont. We spoke on June 22nd. So thank you so much for uh, agreeing to uh, be with me this morning and to talk about some of these questions. You know, um, this is a different format than I typically would do, and this is sort of like short, rapid fire. I figure I'd have 12 questions. I'd fire them off to you. I'm going to try not to... Um, let you lead me into a conversation too far off, but I, I'm rather going to continue to come back to like a series of questions really that have to do with um, quarantine learning. And uh, like the last 120 days, I think no one um, 
in December of 2019 would have probably believed where we are or where our businesses are in uh, the end of June 2020, right? Right. So um, I feel like I've been really inspired by many of the entrepreneur owner managers I've been speaking to about how their businesses have been going. And in fact, uh, part of this whole idea for this quarantine learning came from my discussion with you where you were chatting with me a little bit about kind of some things, how some things have been going with like Champlain chocolates. And um, it made me think about how the quarantine caused some, uh, you know, maybe some accelerated creativity or innovation uh, in enterprises and in some people's behavior. So maybe I could just ask you, what's been the status of, of things at Lake Champlain chocolates since the quarantine? How, like just a little bit about, What's happened to revenues and what have you done about costs just to give the listeners to positive enterprise value a sense of context? Yeah, well, we're three businesses in one, wholesale being the largest. And, you know, immediately we lost 30 or 40 percent of our accounts because they closed their doors. You know, we started uh, by selling specialty food stores. Um, it's and there's are small shops and they close. And um, fortunately, the grocery stores are still open. So we maintain business there. Um, and, um, our, uh, we're finally getting back to budget with wholesale stores are reopening. Uh, we've got some great pokes in the fire, um, some new business, pretty excited about it. Um, things that we've been working on for a while, maybe got slowed down a bit because of the COVID, um, e-commerce, uh, saved us in a lots of ways, um, because prior to Easter, our three retail stores had to shut down and we lost uh, a lot of business. We opened one curbside pickup only uh, e-commerce shot through the roof. And um, it was great to see. Uh, I mean, three, four times uh, what we did the year before. Wow. Wow. Our shipping department never shut down at all. And, um, you know, so it was kind of a blessing. You know, there's sometimes there's always something that you can roll over and, and there's some good out of it. So, uh, but so when the retail is the biggest issue. So when you look back at it now, Jim, uh, now, of course, only knowing what we know now or towards the end of June, how fast did you pivot? Well, I mean, we had to react right away. And I think the first thing that uh, was installed was, uh, you know, the, the 10 o'clock check-in with a senior team every single day. Wow. And uh, so we, you know, not only discussed what we had to do to be able to continue to be open, but uh, and operate, but um, also to, uh, you know, what's next? You know, how is it going to affect us uh, next week, next month? And you know, obviously, we're always thinking ahead, short, middle, long term. So, and there's a lot of uncertainty in all of them. So. In the last few months of this quarantine, do you find that your relationships with your uh, management team, with your community, maybe even your family, have, have they changed at all? You know, I think with the, with the management team, it's actually been really very good. Uh, we have one new member on the team. It's a great opportunity to bring him in um, on a daily basis. Uh, there's other players that uh, I would not see maybe for a week or so. Um, so to kind of keep in touch every single day has been an opportunity um, with a community. You know, the community I think is doing its best. I don't know that we're doing our best, uh, but we, 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 we try to, and we've, 
We've given free chocolates to all the teachers when it was Teacher's Day back a month ago. Uh, all they had to do was come by and pick it up curbside. You know, we are trying to all the, uh, the the helpers in the hospital, et cetera. We've 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 shared our chocolates, and um, you know, you try to do best you can. Um, and uh, I know the community is giving back as best they can, uh, whether it's Discover Jazz Festival not happening this year, or you know, the hospitals and the colleges um, trying to keep us informed of what they're thinking about. Has there been a challenge that the uh, virus quarantine has surfaced in, in you personally that you want to overcome? Um, not really. I mean, um, I think that, you know, that, uh, you know, I was a bit of a bubble before, you know, when the, uh, the virus first hit and we were down in South Carolina, I come back to work and it was really depressing. Uh, you see what you have built up all these years and decades and, uh, there's nobody in here working except in production, you know, and what's wrong with that. So, you know, you have to learn how to it just accept what is going on and be patient. And, you know, patience and endurance is such a great lesson for any entrepreneur. Um, I don't have a lot of patience, but, you know, sometimes I have to make sure that I remind myself. You know, um, guys like you and me have been doing this for a long time. And uh, so we have built up some resilience. Um, this has turned out to be a little bit more of a, perhaps a marathon than a sprint than any of us thought it would be. Yeah. Um, has anything changed about your own self-care routine? You know, whether that's, uh, I don't know what you do in terms of uh, exercise, nutrition, or sleep, but is there something that you've done that you've, you're doing more of than you uh, would ordinarily do? You know, I guess there's more emphasis on staying healthy. I mean, my wife and I eat very well, good whole foods, you know, we garden, etc. And there's lots of farmers around here that are now trying to figure out how to get their produce to the consumers. Uh, but, um, you know, we exercise quite a bit. And um, I think it's more of the same, pretty much. It's, it's, it's uh, um, it, you know, it's one thing I, I mentioned uh, the other day uh, that, uh, you know, I was doing quite a bit of Pilates and now I switched back to more yoga. And, you know, in yoga, it's a different breath. And, and I think breathing is just, you know, absolutely just, uh, you know, a great thing to have at any point in time. There's been a lot of shallow breathing going on, hasn't yes. there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as you think about uh, some of the changes that have taken place in you or your organization, and you think about, like, maybe someday when the bell rings and things sort of, quote, go back to normal, unquote, what behavioral or cultural changes do you think might stick? I think distancing probably will stick uh, for for years. Um, what, is, what does distancing mean when you say distancing? You know, trying to be um, – you know, respectful of others and, and, and keeping your distance from them, uh, whether they're strangers or somebody, you know, even, um, unfortunately, I think across the nation, we see examples of it being different, but I think we are a respectful company and, and we will continue to be distancing, 
uh, washing hands. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we've always had to do those things here, but I think it's just a little more in front of mind. We have real routines. You come in the door, you sign in, you take your own temperature, you, you know, and, and uh, then you, you know, you get comfortable with your washing and sanitizing and uh, um, take your mask off in the office. But other than that, we wear masks around here. Yeah, I think uh, some of it is a little bit what our grandmothers told us, right? Like uh, wash your hands and just be careful about hygiene or, you know, mm-hmm. for quite a long time, probably for all of my career, probably all of yours. You know, if you had a cold or you felt you had the flu, you didn't uh, stay home uh, too long. Yeah. And now people would, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know that they would, but I love the idea of the temperature taking when you come in and sign in, whether you're coming in, you know, in the back door with production uh, or, you know, you're coming in the front door, admin and marketing people. I think it's really great because too often in the past people have come in and, you know, because of daycare, because of whatever reasons, you know, they, they, they just got to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about the business and you think about your organization and you had sort of a dream about the business. Has the has the quarantine changed your ambitions for yourself or for the business? Have the business your or ambitions become larger or smaller? Um, I, I would say we're maybe a, a little more conservative on our ambitions, um, meaning don't take things for granted. Don't go down a certain avenue that might not pay dividends in the future. Um, uh, it's kind of slowed down, you know, where I am with the timeline on um, with my uh, son and daughter who have taken over the business. Uh, my son's president. And, uh, and um, so, uh you know, you got to get, re- you know, we're getting back in shape. It's just slowed it down a bit, you know, and getting retail back is, is uh, tough. I mean, those are big breadwinners for us. And, um, uh, and it's part of the community. You're more connected to the community. Yeah. yeah. I think also maybe before this virus, I think to myself, and I was thinking to myself that we are going through uh, 12 or maybe in our 13th year of economic boom. Mm, yeah. You know, we hadn't been through a downturn a long time. Well, downturns have never really scared us. We've always done fairly well with them, including 2008 and 9. Uh, we had a flat year there, one of them, but uh, then we took off again because, you know, typically people trade down to inexpensive luxury gifts, and that's what chocolate is for a lot of people. Some people I've talked to who are business owners have said, that they had in mind uh, some changes for their business that they thought might take place over the next three to five years, but that this virus quarantine has caused them to make those changes more rapidly. Has anything like that happened at Lake Champlain Chocolates? Well, we expanded in 2018, so you know we're, we've been anxious to ramp up um, since we did that. We were near 100% capacity uh, be- prior to that. Uh, we've got a beautiful facility and um, yeah, sure. You know, it's a, uh, there's just more reason to um, uh, kick new products in gear, get the right products out in the marketplace um, and uh, you know, do it at a, a, a good, 
you know, regular pace, you know, don't overwhelm uh, what's out there. Um, there's a lot of competition. You have to think thoroughly with new products that you still got to get them out in the marketplace. Do you think that your e-commerce um, focus, your resource allocation to e-commerce will continue to be an important one going forward coming out of this quarantine? I hope so, because we put a lot of money in that e-commerce and, and that website and, uh, um, it's, it's expensive to operate until you're a certain level. We have a sophisticated platform. We're looking at other platforms. But um, I'm hoping that uh, the fourth quarter will be at least two times, three times what it was a year ago. I think it will be. Um, but then again, I don't know if Amazon's going to come back in and start advertising on the, uh, the Internet. And will that affect people as well? Um, that shoves you down a little bit from the top of the list. Have you left? Um, have you decided to leave some things that you were doing in the business behind? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't like think so. Doesn't sound like it. No. Nah. Okay. So, if there's one final piece of advice you could give to other private business owners about what you've learned during the quarantine, what would it be? Well, I, got, I think you got to know what's most important for your company. And I think it's good to listen and, and get information about what others are doing. Um, be careful not to read too much of the media, but really know what's happening in your community and, and your, uh, your industry. And, but really take care of, of, of your business at hand and, and, and um, and it's patience and uh, to get to where we were before. Jim, thank you for spending time with me. Uh, could you tell us uh, what Lake Champlain's Chocolates uh, website address is if people want to go and order some chocolates from your e-com site? Absolutely. It's lakechamplainchocolates.com. Awesome. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you, Peter. Take Talk care. Soon. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. We believe that entrepreneur owner managers are the most powerful pro-social and pro-economic force on the planet. And it's for that reason that we dedicate our firm Bigelow to working exclusively with them. At Positive Enterprise Value, we freely share our learning so that you can absorb from the experiences of other private business owners with skin in the game, just like you. Bigelow is widely regarded as the M&A advisor that deals exclusively with high-performing entrepreneur owner-managers. Our scrappy independent boutique firm only offers one service, that is to help build and someday capture enterprise value. You can find all of the episodes on this podcast on Bigelow's website, which is bigelowllc.com. <laughs>